0: So I know I told you guys in the last episode that the next three episodes so you guys were going to be hearing from two very special guests uh, sadly there was an issue with that recording it came out quite poorly and you guys deserve nothing but the best I can't even begin to describe how disappointed I was but and I know this might sound quite cliche to say but it is the truth nonetheless God is in control Aka day Aka Godabeg. Anyways, welcome back to Lighting Meditations podcast, coming to you from the bush, Abuja, Nigeria. It's still your favorite girl, Lyo. Without further ado, let's meditate. All right, this is what we're going to be doing on this episode. So I'll be answering a couple of questions that our guests are supposed to respond to. And just think of it like a trailer on what the questions are, but do not in any way presume that the answers are in any way similar because our guests are in very different stages of life and their perspective and point of view on certain things is going to differ from mine greatly. Um, Also, before I get into it, I just want to say and encourage everyone listening that, you know, questioning yourself, I found, can be a very good way for us to better realize ourselves. And it helps us to see clearly and know in what ways we want to specifically work towards who it is we're actually trying to become. So question yourself today is my first you know, challenge to everyone listening. Alright, so first question, introduce yourself. What's your name? How old are you? And what do you do? Um my name is if his name's are please someone should tell me by the way. But my name is Deborah Damulayo Matt Ojo. Um that's my that's the name of my certificate. Anyways. Um it's, you can also call me Debbie Lio or Lyle D for short and I'm 24 going on 25 and I know you're like oh my god that's so crazy you sound like a 16 year old I know I know I know I am young at heart with a very old soul deal with it whatever that means I am a medical student um who is open to all the other platforms of expression that the world's going to throw my way, right? So currently, um, I'm the host of Lighter Meditations podcast and, you know, other things to come. <laughs> if you want to know, you should stick around. Next question, why am I not married? <laughs> yeah. oh, but this is actually a really good question. And I think the simple answer to this is, um, I don't think... As at a couple months ago, a couple years ago, maybe two, three years ago, I was actually ready to be married. Um, the season I found myself in, I've been able to realize that um, as a person, I needed to unlearn and relearn certain things. I, I discovered that there were a lot of ideals, a lot of misconceptions that I had carried with me from birth. You know, the whole nature of us is not thing where you're taking things from around you, the narrative of the society, and a lot of things. And then they start to form the ideas, the perceptions, and the way that you view life and the expectations that you have of life. And there were certain things that I just needed to relearn, some things I actually needed to completely unlearn. I'll give you an example. Um, with the way there's been this great import placed on marriage in the society I think my the way I internalized it was that you know as a woman getting married was one of the things that completed me as a woman and that being with a man kind of validated how womanly I was if that makes any sense to anybody like being with a man validated how good and true of a woman I was and that is so not true the presence or absence of a man in your life as a woman does not validate your virtue in any way and that's something that for me personally i've had to unlearn right and understand what things actually truly define me as a person and as a woman and just you know little little things and big big things as well like that that you know i have internalized and i'm having to you know let go of some of these misconceptions and you know looking back i could see how some of these poor perceptions some of them were perspectives that just needed to be realigned, but i realized that um Looking back, it probably impacted some of the outcomes I had in relationships and some of the expectations I I had of people that I was in relationships with in the past. So imagine if, you know, I had carried that kind of personality. And it's so funny because the people who've known me in the past probably be like, ah, oh, you know, you're... Yari, right, Yari, right. <laughs> babe but more and all that. But I, I, I still needed to do some work, and I am grateful for the season. I mean, where I'm able to reflect, you know, and make the necessary changes. I do not take it for granted, and I think it's because of some of these key things that I needed to rediscover really and deal with that. I am not married as yet. I guess what I'm trying to say is I probably wasn't ready. In as much as I know, you know, people might say that you can never be 100% ready. I think there's some basic things. certain basic emotional maturity and intelligence, spiritual maturity, and mental maturity and financial maturity. Let's not even go there. But yeah, that's all I'm going to say on that. Next question. What do you enjoy about this current season? So... The current season I'm in is characterized by, like I said, a lot of unlearning and relearning and also fixing the relationships obviously and I think the one thing of all the things that I've been and I have been enjoying the season of life that I mean honestly I'm not even ready to move on to another season quite frankly I never knew learning could be so fun but the thing that I have enjoyed the most about this current season is falling in love with God all over again and gaining understanding and I I don't say that carelessly I mean I was born into a Christian home I wouldn't say that I was always in love with God maybe I started to fall in love with God maybe around the age of nine but even then i probably couldn't appreciate you know the context of what it was i was getting into but i'm I'm older much much older now i've seen life and i can truly appreciate the love that god has for mankind and i'm in a place like i said gaining understanding so i'm in a place where i'm forced to really reflect upon you know god think about god think about his love and every time that i do it, it blows my mind away when i think of the great Lent that god has gone to for mankind he loves us without reason like he's god of the universe we he didn't have a need for us per se like now i'm just gonna make them so that i can love them i just want to be loving them like who does that and it's the kind of love that the human brain can't comprehend because we've been conditioned to love people because i love this person because you know he's this is that she's this she's that god doesn't love us because we're this but he just loves us and that's just a love without reason and it's just kind of hard not to you know fall for someone that loves you without any reason that for that and you know with God is that you know he has to see and know everything about us before we even so to say met him right so he has an idea of what it is he's getting himself into and he's like no nah, i'm gonna give my son anyways i'm gonna shed my blood i'm going to do the doings that i'm doing and i'm just like yo that is so oh my gosh <laughs> yes falling in love with god all over again and like just truly being able to appreciate the love that he has from me and respond back in love has been one of the best things about the season that I mean, and then gaining understanding, and I want to share this with you guys an example of what gaining understanding looks like. So I think it was about a month ago. I read a couple scriptures some of them quite popular scriptures but you know when you read something that you've read maybe a couple times you've even confessed it you used it left and right but then you read it one day and you just the way the light just strikes is just it, it, it hits different and then it starts to be given what is supposed to have been given <laughs> i think anyway so i read genesis chapter 2 verse 7 in the amplified and then i paraphrased it so this is not what the bible says exactly this is my paraphrase it says so the potter created from dust man and then he breathed his breath into man and he or in this case she me i came alive so he breathed his breath into the dust that he had formed and he came alive complete body and spirit and i was like whoa that just hit differently. And let me let me tell you how it hit for me. It was like okay, you know how you have clay pots now? So imagine initially we were just like clay pots. That he was just like well, let me put this pots in this one to drain. He was like ah, I don't want to just be a pot anymore. And then he puts his breath upon us, and it was the instant his breath came upon us, we were no longer just inanimate earth objects that had shape. We're not just shapeful dust. We became dust that had life. We became, and you know, scripture says that we became complete in body and spirit. it was his breath that made us complete in body and spirit and a lot of things stood out for me in that scripture first of all it was clear to me that God's breath is the thing that gives our existence It even gives us our it gives us our existence in the first place and it gives our existence meaning it makes sense why we're said why it's said that we are made in the image of God because the thing that defines us is the very breath of God his, his, his essence yes so to say and we are made complete in god not outside of him because outside of him we are literally nothing but dust that has shape in him in his breath we become this person liar that has this personality and talks like this and does like this it's i am made complete in god the third thing that stood out to me was how the body in and of itself this dust had no power of life in it until the breath of God came into it. The the ability for the body to feel things, to, to, to feel pain, to experience things, to grow is only made possible because of the power of the breath of God. And then that says to me that the breath of God is more powerful than the desires and the affections of our body. I know the narrative is different. We have a way of believing you know, our body has this much power on us and so it makes it difficult for us to do this and do that. But no, not so, my darlings. The breath of God is what even gives that body any power that it has. And that is why it makes sense to bring it under the subjection of the Spirit of God. The thing that gives it power. That is when it is being put to its absolute perfect use. And then what happened was, after that, I read another scripture. Hmm, that just made everything just mix like a nice little, nice batter, you know. So I read 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, where it says that God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power love and self-confidence i'm like yes and this is not just some motivational thing he's not telling you yes be courageous you have the power of. it makes sense he put his breath in us his spirit in us is god's spirit the spirit of fear no and that is why you do not have the spirit of fear it's not just an encouragement it's not just a motivation it's not just a faith yes i have i I can be courageous i have power no you do actually that is your nature your very nature is the nature of god and that is why you have the spirit of power you have the spirit of sound mind and self-confidence and love because you are made in the nature of god the nature of god is you Right? And I just, I found that to be so profound. And if you don't believe me, let me see it for you. So currently, I've been learning how to study the Bible in a better way, deeper context. And I've been taught that it's good to use things like commentaries and concordance. Concordance gives you the original language for which the Bible was written in. So the Greek and Hebrew words for what you now read in English. And the Hebrew word for breath in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 is neshema. Which means wind, vital breath, inspiration, and guess what? Spirit. That's the meaning of Neshema, the word breath in, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And then in 2nd in Timothy, the Greek word for spirit is pneuma, which means current of air that is breath. Essentially, the words for spirit and breath are kind of similar, right? It also means rational soul. So it makes sense to say that yes, it is a spirit of God, it is a breath of God that is in you and that makes you come alive and that makes you you right and that's just an example of what understanding. And I think understanding is an amazing thing. It doesn't just because you go from just knowing that we are made in the image of God to understanding why it is you're made in the image of God. And that understanding is something that no one will be able to ever take away from you. And it becomes empowering. It empowers you to walk in the truth of your existence. All right. <laughs> On to the next question. What is what are some things that you do not like about you know your current season, You know your journey of faith honestly i have a couple first one would be dying to self and i'm saying this one with take cave it let me put it that way because i don't want to make it seem like you know the dying to the flesh is not something that can be quite difficult but on the other hand i have found that with understanding it becomes easier because you know why it is you're putting to death your flesh you know what you found something that is greater, which is, I don't know how to explain anything, but dying to self is difficult, but it's also easier when it's coming from a place of love. Once you have a better understanding of God's love and it empowers and oblates and liberates you, it becomes easier to be able to lay yourself down. Because I'm like, if you know, God has given all that He has given for you give his breath give His so what is that thing about my life that i can't give in surrender to him like what what really right another thing for me that sometimes can be quite difficult is not always understanding i don't know who else is on my boat you know how you have, you have read genesis 2 verse 7 it's making sense the next day you come and you're trying to read you know it those like corinthians not even corinthians yeah corinthians or them chronicles and you're just like god where is that light bulb moment? Where is that light bulb? I can it can be so frustrating. It's not feeling like, oh now nah, you devil they play on top I, I, it's not even that deep, you guys. And there's something I found recently that just just did it for me and it just gave me the clarity that I needed. Um it was a post someone um put up recently and the person was saying how reading the word of God is like eating a meal. Sometimes you eat some really basic meals, you're having like cereal. Your everyday cereal, your everyday toast. I mean, sometimes toast can be banging, you guys. And then some days toast is just. Sometimes it's all bread and water. But so the point is, sometimes the food will be really exciting. Sometimes the food might not be exciting. But what's the most important thing? Whether it's an exciting meal or not, you are getting nourished. It's the same thing with the world. Whether it's exciting, it's a light bulb woman or is not. Know that your spirit is being nourished. And I want to say this: What How do we form our words? It's with our breath. So taking in the word of God is taking in some more of that breath of God, which is your very nature. So why would you want to miss out on nourishing that image of God that is inside of you? In fact, not studying the word of God is starving the thing that makes you you. And then that means anything that you're doing outside of that. Bro, what are you, girl? What are you doing? You're walking against your nature. You're hurting yourself okay and then the third thing that i find that can be quite difficult is staying on God. i mean you know now this world and it's many distractions and to this i would say that when you start to fix your heart and your treasure on the things that are of god it becomes easier to stay on guard it's not easy like i said it's more the things that i find difficult that means you always have to be on alert but once you start to fix where your heart is focused on I think it becomes easier now final question three things that I would say to myself or to anyone who finds themselves in a similar season to me first of all I would say that it's important to love the way that Christ does because I found it to be truly liberating and I don't know how else to say this but loving the way that Christ does is truly liberating imagine loving people that have hurt you people that you consider your enemies the way that christ does you get to no longer have to be contending with people in your mind in your spirit thinking of how you 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 will fight them how you will talk to them so that they will know that you're fighting with them you can live at peace with all of mankind see i don't know but loving the way that christ does i've found to be quite it's it's the most humbling thing once you start to see people through the lens of god's love secondly i would say that knowledge without understanding is so dangerous and i say this because looking back i found that when i left home two years ago i was one of those people that i would have said as in in retrospect i realized that what it was was that i had a very beautiful knowledge of God but I lacked so much understanding and because I lacked understanding when I was away from all of my structures and you know my support systems it became very easy for me to fall prey to anything and to anyone because the things I knew had not become an inherent part of me. I didn't understand why it was I was passionate about the things that I knew. And I think what it is, is that knowledge is cool, but it becomes empowering when it comes with understanding because then you now have the wisdom to apply it when it is demanded of you i could not apply the things that i knew when it was demanded of me and it was so easy to fall you guys thank god for his mercy thank god for his grace i do think that it was because i had a knowledge of god yes that i wasn't utterly consumed by the things that had me in the two years that i was gone but i am grateful for the understanding that i I now have going through that season i don't take it for granted and I'm, i'm looking forward to the opportunity to you know standing well for christ going forward Because of the new understanding I found, it even gives you a confidence, yeah. Because you know what teaser about you. You don't just know; you understand it, and you you know what you're doing. That's basically it. And then lastly is that god can be trusted no matter the season of your life keep him at the center and keep him in focus and again like i have said if he has given his his time his breath his spirit what is that thing that god will not give to grant you the ease that you're looking for in this life even in the midst of the storm his peace is more than available you just have to keep your eyes focused on him i can assure you that trusting god peace anyways that's it for me on this episode i'm sending you guys love and light always so that you stay lit through every season of your life and keep anticipating that next episode hopefully you're not going to have to hear my voice throughout the whole thing next week until next time take care of yourself stay blessed love you guys bye